0: Uh, Good morning, everyone. With me today is Juneau School Superintendent, Dr. Bridget Weiss. I am sorry, by the way, we are but a minute late.
1: Well, good morning, Kevin.
0: (laughs) I hope you can forgive I
1: think I can.
0: Well, summer ends today. Can you believe it?
1: It's, well, looking outside, I can believe it. But it does seem like the time is going awfully fast. But it certainly is beginning to feel like fall out there. So... Mm,
0: And... Well, either way, it's the fall semester, right? Right. How's it going up to this point, though? I saw on the calendar there's been some picture days.
1: Yeah, we are really doing all of those normal fall activities at school. So uh, we've had a really good start uh, in the month of September. We had all of our open houses and they were very well attended. Parents were so happy to be at school. Kids were happy their parents were at school. Um, And now we've moved into picture days and, you know, things that we used to take for granted. And we just don't take them for granted anymore anymore and uh, I spent some time in schools yesterday and I tell you there's just good energy kids are happy to be there and um, and so it's we've been off to a really good start
0: and It must be interesting for you because now these are different problems we have to face now.
1: Right. Uh, You know, the problems that we faced in the last few years were fairly isolated. They were definitely, um, you know, strategic, procedural, logistical type of problems. And there were a lot of them to deal with. And, And now we're really back to sort of school as normal. And so we are, you know, continuing to support and solve new kinds of problems that didn't exist for a little while while we were in the middle of that pandemic
0: yeah now i understand you have a more full picture of enrollment though Uh, where are we at on that
1: we do we're uh, we're not quite there for an official count that happens in october so Um, this is preliminary so this is still preliminary but of course things settle in quite a bit so uh by now and uh we are uh we are just almost exactly where we were a year ago um in terms of enrollment so we were pretty steady uh we are a between 55 and 60 students under projection and so uh each year as you know through the budget process the board makes a projection decision on enrollment and then that number is what creates the revenue the anticipated revenue that we budget around
0: right there's a high medium and low projection. exactly yeah. yep
1: yep so We are under. We were a little more hopeful in that decision uh, than than actually has played out. But the good news is that our enrollment is steady from last year to this year. Uh, So it was
0: about that medium level of projected projected enrollment
1: right exactly that's where we ended up or okay. where we're ending up um, and and so uh, schools are busy um, a, and of course we have some schools where we had more enrollment some schools where we had less than projected enrollment uh, because they don't come in all those nice neat packages and sizes uh, that we that would be more convenient but of course that doesn't happen uh, but we're feeling good generally about that enrollment um, it there are fiscal impacts of having an a projection um, be over what happens because our funding is tied to the actual enrollment count by the end of October. Mm -hmm. So next month we'll start um, doing our reporting to the state and then we'll know for sure. Uh, And then what we do of course as a district is we look at all the variables because there are many budget variables and then we work our way through some budget revisions and different actions throughout the year based on that.
0: And are there any trends you're seeing in the enrollment data? You mentioned some schools had less, some schools had more.
1: Um, not too many, but... Um Trends really are other than where we had the biggest variance was at elementary, which makes sense a little bit. Families with younger children are moving in and out, maybe. Um, Families get sometimes more settled when their kids get older. They're less likely to move kids around once they're in middle school and high school. Um, So, our our high schools were really close to on target. Um, Our middle schools, we had one above, one below. Projection, um, and at elementary was maybe where we saw more variance in um, enrollment by building. I
0: remember at at the meeting, I think it was last year, right, where the projection for Kinders was. The enrollment was just not at projection for mm-hmm, kinders. They mm-hmm. and I still remember that quote. They didn't show up.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah,
0: is that is that still the case this year?
1: Actually, it is less the case now. Um, huh. But that is our hardest number to project for sure every year. Um, but um, it's closer than it was to target. Um, the other thing that we have seen is we are we are getting families, new families, like with seven year olds, six and seven year olds that might have find al- found alternative ways to educate their child during the pandemic um, besides a traditional schoolhouse. And so we have some of those families returning to our system. Mm-hmm. We have um, less students in our homebridge program. More of our homeschool students are choosing our brick and mortar schools um, this year than last year. So we're seeing some of those that evolution out of the pandemic and, and some impacts because people are settling back into Quote whatever we think is normal.
0: It, well, yeah, I mean yeah. picture days, open mm-hmm. houses. Right. But, so, I I wanted to ask you though, with with enrollment, what is your hope? What would you see as the ideal outcome for the district in regards to enrollment?
1: Well, more enrollment means more fiscal support. So w- that's always our goal. We 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 hope to attract and be offering programs that attract families, uh, and we do feel like we are providing a really amazing set of of offerings uh, for our high school and middle school students as an example. So we're um, really looking at, um, you know, for us, Enrollment is always a plus game. We're we're always happiest when we have more enrollment than anticipated, uh, and so we'll just we're just going to continue doing what we're what we are doing um, and provide options. Like one of the things we look at as a school district is what kind of options can we provide families, uh, and so that's why we really support our optional programs, whether it be our charter school, our Montessori program, um, our. Clinkett culture, language, um, and literacy um, oh, yeah, class DCLL. program. Yeah. So, you know, we are really um, So you see those
0: programs as the key here.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. Homebridge, we're really developing Homebridge, our homeschool program, into being a very meaningful program for families. And, and those optional programs play a really big part um, alongside our traditional schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, that's our goal is to continue to provide our community with various options for schooling their child so they can find the one that fits their family most appropriately
0: very good now update us on the district's effort to attract more subs
1: oh my goodness we need people (laughs) So I'm really happy to be on the radio today and sharing uh, some of the things that we're doing to attract more substitutes. Uh, One of the things we did was um, in the past month is we were able to apply some of our federal uh, CARES money to increase the pay for substitutes for this school year. We'll have to figure it out after the school year what we can afford and what we can pay. But for this school year, uh, we need to attract subs and we had that resource to use. So we now pay. Hourly $20 for a substitute if they do not have a four year degree, and $25 an hour if a person has a four year degree or a, and, or a teacher certificate. You don't have to have a teacher certificate um, necessarily to earn that $25 an hour, you just have to have a four year degree. So, the other thing we've done is we're trying to let people know that we're super flexible in what people want to work as a substitute. If you have a job that only works uh, that only that that works four days a week say during the week and you have a day free we can use you for that day you don't have to commit every day of the week we also don't have to have somebody show up all day it's helpful when they do but if somebody has a part-time job and they can work in the morning or in the afternoon we can do that Um, so we're real, and you can pretty much pick where you work, right? We have such a need that if you're more comfortable at elementary, we'll put you there. If you're more comfortable at high school, we'll put you there. Uh, we have paraprofessional jobs that need substitutes. we have teaching jobs that need substitutes so we are really trying to look at making it as user friendly as possible um, and as attractive to folks as possible. We're hoping that maybe as the tourism industry winds down here eventually, uh, mm-hmm. that that we might generate some people who are interested in doing this through the winter. Um we are just about ready to go plant some yard signs uh, around town with advertising uh, sub positions. So that will hopefully attract some attention. We've got some banners that will start putting up on school buildings to remind parents that, hey, if you have some time, you can sub at your child's school and get paid. Um,
0: really all in with this effort.
1: We, we really are. Um, we have a very quick turnaround. So if people are interested, they can go straight to our webpage Um, and, and do the application and our turnaround is really fast for a substitute. We can do all things probably within 48 hours and get somebody assigned to a school, um, if they have all their paperwork in order. So, um, We really are pulling out all the stops because it makes a difference. Every single day um, in our schools, we're people short, and we can serve kids better, and our staff can um, have the energy they need to support kids uh, better if we are fully staffed, so...
0: It, it doesn't sound like it's just a sub need then, too. It, it, we also it,
1: have jobs. Uh, yes, we have vacancies. So if somebody come wants to come work for us, uh, we have a variety of jobs. And if you, again, go to the webpage, um, they are there to look at, um, and we of course have a great benefit package uh, and there are a whole host of different kinds of jobs there uh, that people and one of the advantages I think that sometimes uh, people forget about in working for a school district is other than the the few like me who work you know 12 months a year Uh, every day, Um, we have uh, our school-based positions work a school calendar. So the work days, most of them, besides in-service and parent-teacher conference days, the school holidays is very family friendly. So if it's a person with a family and wants to be off work when their kids are out of school, our positions do that a lot of our positions provide that family-friendly school calendar based work year and um so it, it it can really meet the needs of a lot of people
0: but speaking of families and uh where their kids are going i was hoping to talk about Moment about child care because I saw that there's some changes coming to Rally or already have happened with Rally.
1: Um, right. We I we are, uh, It's I'm happy to report that we are at capacity in Rally. And so um, we have Rally right now at four of our elementary schools, and we're at capacity. We have a waiting list. Um, we're working on staffing that. So speaking of job opportunities, uh, there's Rally. We, there's Rally. <laughs> and as we are able to hire people, we'll. We'll start expanding Rally and we'll go back out to. Um, we can expand Rally a couple ways. One is expanding it at a site that already exists and create more space, the other one is opening up a new space. So it would be a fifth place uh, fifth elementary school for us um, and as soon as we have staffing we're looking at expanding that um, and so that's really good news that we are our program is meeting the needs of families they're there and using it um, we you know I just can't say enough about Juno as a community and the efforts that our city assembly has made our school district has made um, some of our agencies like the Association of Young education uh, of educating young children Um, it it is um, a real community effort here around child care and preschool learning early childhood learning Uh, and so we are able to offer preschool programming as an example through Kinder Ready because the city has stepped up we have a state grant um, and and so the focus that the city has really embraced around those things and the district's efforts um, make a difference a big difference for our for our children in the community
0: well with that we've got much more to discuss with dr weiss we'll be back and we're back with juno school superintendent dr weiss I saw that a new review regarding that milk incident is out as is also a food service RFP. What's going on here?
1: Yeah, so we're just uh, really uh wanting as a district to follow up uh to that incident and make sure that we're doing everything possible uh to, you know, it responsible to ensure that something like that would not happen again. Um and at the same time uh be prepared for what if uh, the board decided not to renew the contract with Nana. So because
0: that expires in January, right?
1: right. We did a short. Normally we do those contracts a year at a time, but because of the incident, uh, the board approved the contract through January or through December uh, in order to be able to get school started because. It was so close. Um, And um, we weren't successful in, we did some looking for other providers and there wasn't anyone able and willing to come start right then. So I mean um, you're
0: talking about a food service for some what 3000 students?
1: <laughs> exactly, 4000 students. 4, yeah, over 4000 students. Um there are not a lot of options in the state or lower 48 companies that want to come into Alaska right now because of the expenses and such. So um we but we wanted to be prepared. So we might be in the same position where we extend the contract through the year um, you know, through the end of the year, uh, but we don't know that yet. So, Ooh. to be responsible and have, a, if there are any options out there, the only way to really know that officially is if you do an RFP. So, that's what we've done, um, and that's in process. Those take quite a bit of time, yeah. um, but that is out there and advertised right now.
0: Yeah. And uh, on another topic, I saw that uh, the board is reviewing the five year strategic plan. What's been the thoughts so far? This is the one going out to 25, I believe.
1: Correct, yep. So in March of 2020, the regular board meeting uh, that that month, uh, the board approved their five-year strategic plan, which was at the time 2020 through 2025. And we're just about halfway through that time period and we happen to have a little minor disruption uh, the last couple of years at the beginning of that strategic plan. So the board is um, this year taking another look at that, sort of refreshing it to take a look and say, hey, are there things that we didn't include because we didn't know to include them at that time based on our experience the last few years? Or is there something here that doesn't need to be there? Um, Is there a direction that we should look that we haven't, et cetera? So um, we're going to go through several layers of input on that we're just starting that process and we're really looking for input from everyone from students to parents to staff to public and um, the board is really interested in that um, input and so we are um, going to you know we're an educational institution so our major core mission and vision is pretty clear steadfast that doesn't really turn over on a dime But there might be some fine tuning in this plan that's worthy of of our introspection right now. And so one thing I did want to say is that on October 10th uh, at five o'clock in the Thunder, actually, I believe it's 515, but we'll have it on our website at Thunder Mountain High School in the auditorium. We're going to do and have an opportunity for public. We're going to invite site councils in and anybody from the public that wants to come um, speak to the strategic plan and any new fresh look that we should take on it. Um, There are four pillars. Uh, They are achievement, equity, partnerships and relationships and so we'll have sort of four focused conversations going on at one time and then be rotating through those so everybody can participate in each of those conversations so that's October 10th coming right up um, at Thunder Mountain and we'll get that advertised as well but it starts at 5 or 5.15 um, Might as well
0: tell them 5 then. 5, <laughs> we'll tell <start laughs> them 5
1: and everybody will be there Everyone on time. Everyone will be there already Exactly, uh. um, so we're looking forward to that as one of the first opportunities to give input on that.
0: Well, we're coming up, we you know this summers over, we're getting into fall, eventually the snow's going to be here. Uh, Tell us what's underway to prepare for the change of season.
1: Yes, that change in season is going to be here before we know it. And so that is it is already changing, right? Can you see the daylight changing now so drastically already? So one thing that's really important to us is that our community remember that we have students walking to school um, and sometimes they're walking early enough that it's fairly dark. So please be mindful of um, those students. We try to remind students to put some something reflective on their coats and jackets um
0: yeah sunrise is getting to around seven o'clock yeah usually, so. yeah
1: exactly so really but on a very dark cloudy day it can still be already in september a little bit dark um and then we start prepping you know we have uh, last winter we did a lot of snow removal uh oh we can all hope maybe for less of that this winter but i don't know that that's a reasonable expectation uh but we do we we are prepping um our maintenance department get make sure that our trucks are running well that plows are ready um you know all those things that happen just in terms of uh facilities and parking lots and and so forth so um but we're we're ready and um i i like fall it's one of my favorite times of year uh and probably associated to the many 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 years that i have been an educator and all that fall brings with it is is exciting but seeing the trees change color and um is is just really pleasant It'll be Halloween before we know it. Before we know it. Oh, boy. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Weiss. Thank you very much, Kevin. And
0: that's the program. Tune in tomorrow. I'll be speaking with Deputy Mayor Maria Glaszewski. So be sure to tune in. This is Kevin Allen for Line signing off.